0: Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Read Between Podcast, the improvised storytelling podcast where we take the internet's weirdest suggestions and turn them into weird, wacky and crazy stories through the power of improv. I am one of your co-hosts, Evan. And I am one of your hosts, Lynn. And we are back. We are back after our extended holiday hiatus, uh, which has been a little over a month now. It
1: feels like more than a month.
0: Our last episode was posted November 26th. So oh, wow. so yeah the third the monday after thanksgiving was our last episode so
1: yeah we fucked off and didn't really tell you guys huh
0: yeah well we did put out that put out that uh that you know <laughs> little little thing a couple weeks ago little blurb a couple yeah. weeks ago so we want to thank you guys for sticking around and coming back and uh checking out our new episode it's the new year it's 2018 it'll be 2018 when this comes out we're still technically uh in 2017 at this point when we're recording this so uh So, yeah, we're Hello from the Past.
1: Hello from the past uh, looking into the future. Yeah,
0: 2017, the last little bit of it. Kind of a shitty year, if we think about it.
1: You know how the joke last year was that 2016 was a dumpster fire? Mm -hmm. I think this is just two dumpster fires.
0: No, I think this is a dumpster fire that got thrown off into a cliff and then exploded and created multiple dumpster fires from it.
1: What, what like the dumpster fire just broke off and created tiny dumpsters that yes. were on fire? Yes. That's an interesting concept. Yeah,
0: it, it kind of it, the little dumpster fires kind of permeated into all facets of society.
1: All right. Well, I mean that's one way to think of it. Eh.
0: I think so. That's one way. So yeah. So we're back to do more. <laughs> we're back to do more improvised stories for you guys. Uh, for those who may, uh, for those who may be here for the first time, or for those who haven't been here in a while, what we do here is we take suggestions from the internet. Uh, be it you know. Uh, randomly generated story titles or uh, as lynn will show us here um articles with strange headlines and we will create the stories behind those things um so lynn what do you got for us today from the subreddit not the onion
1: parish council apologizes for offense after minibus anus sign
0: oh wait i think i heard of this where it's like um where when the doors are closed it says one thing but when they open it uh, the si- it, it looks like it says anus. Ha, that's funny. Yeah, Grand Tour does that a lot, where they'll like, they'll make they'll make the decals on the cars really weird, so that when they open doors, it says like butt or penis or something.
1: People keep uploading Hamilton to Pornhub.
0: Oh, I've heard about this. <laughs> I haven't watched it myself, but I've heard of the, I've heard of the numerous attempts to upload it onto Pornhub, and they somehow they keep categorizing it under like. Uh, vintage or something. <laughs> <laughs> I funny. keep I keep forgetting what they categorize it under, but I was mm. reading an article about it and they mentioned it's under like a very specific category. And they're always tagging it safe for work, safe for work, as in somebody would still be going on Pornhub at work.
1: <laughs> I'm sure there's people who do.
0: I'd like to know who, because I want to know how they get through their it their company's it systems without getting caught.
1: Some companies like don't have.
0: Like Dedicated IT people That watch that stuff Yeah Yeah
1: TSA agents are apparently Still confused as to whether The District of Columbia Is in the United States
0: <laughs> Oh my All gosh right. Wow uh, I
1: mean D.C.
0: Guess they still didn't Take their geography classes and Guess not Guess not Okay so we've got the So we've got the Minibus anus sign
1: Minibus anus
0: We've got The, Hamil- the Hamilton
1: Hamilton on Pornhub Uh huh or TSA agent's not understanding where the district of Columbia is. Yes. What
0: what do you like?
1: Um out of those I like Ham- well like I like Hamilton getting uploaded to Pornhub. I just feel like there's not much to do with it.
0: Yeah. I mean that would be a pretty quick story. Hey, there's a dude that uploaded this to Pornhub. Yeah. And
1: um and I like the TSA agent. One.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm with the TSA agent one, so. So, uh so let us tell the story of the TSA agents. Who do not know their geography? So back when the TSA first started, um, the TSA was a very small organization. I mean, mm. granted, it was the Transportation Safety Administration for the entire country, um, but it wasn't. I mean, with with the advent of big commercial airlines not like being a huge thing yet, um, they didn't really have a lot of you know geographical coverage. Mm. So it was a very there were a few you know. There were a few places that a lot of people traveled to, so that was what the main focus was. Mm. So in their initial training for their agents at airports, when like bigger airports first started coming into play, it was only they really only had to focus on you know the few key places which were like Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, mm. Philadelphia, Miami, Miami, all those you know places where there were a lot, there was a lot of travel mm. and especially with you know government travel that was all kind of privately figured out so anything anybody coming out of D.C. that was all figured out by other agencies so like the Secret Service or things like that so when it came to uh, when like Dulles Airport in Virginia was built which is mm. just outside of D.C. there was a bit of confusion with the TSA agents because they were servicing the D.C. metro area but they were unaware of what Washington, D.C. was. They know like that the president and everybody in the government is in D.C., but they were confused as to how anybody got there.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, they heard stories of people traveling by horse. Um, they heard people um, who, it was kind of like a platform in nine and three quarters way.
0: Oh, okay. Like
1: they would... Uh, see a wall and run through it And there they were kind of situation
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, For a while there was a guy Who was transporting people to D.C. But he would blindfold them before transporting them oh. As if to be like Shh, you can't know what's going on over here We got our own shit
0: It's a very hush hush kind of thing a Very
1: hush hush And I mean like That area in general is kind of like Expensive to live in mm-hmm. You know what I mean So a yeah. lot of people were like this is weird. This is uh, something we're not used to. I mean, like, it, yeah, sure, it's expensive in Philly, but what the fuck, it's expensive in DC. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there were a lot of secretive ways. And one day, the head of TSA, Tammy, the TSA head,
0: Ta- Tammy, yeah. Tammy Stevens Anderson.
1: <laughs> Tammy Stevens. It was na-
0: the TSA was named after her. after her. her. She yeah. just didn't tell anyone.
1: No. Uh, Tammy Stevens Anderson. Um, kind of just went fuck it. I don't know. I don't know how people are getting there. I don't know how people are getting out of there. I don't know how it's uh, sustainable. I don't get it. We we took a detour and flew over where D.C. is supposed to be, and it's it's just a big old cloud. We don't mm. see anything underneath it.
0: We just see the top of the White House poking out when we fly over it.
1: And that's it. And and no no one can live in a top of a house. No. And she was like, all right, well that's it. It doesn't exist. And people were like, Tammy, but it does like we our president lives there. We know people who like actually live in that area and she goes, Yeah, well they don't, you know, they live in nowhere. They mm-hmm. it doesn't exist. Like people didn't really agree with Tammy, but it was like she was the head, they mm-hmm. couldn't really fight her, she was yeah. the boss. So that's how uh, D C kind of got the rap of um, you know, being nowhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. TSA TSA actually put in the regulations that It it forbade any travel in or out of D.C. If you went to D.C., you were not allowed to come back on a commercial airline that you had to get TSA screened for. Mm -hmm. You had to, you know, find your way out by, like, getting in a car and driving back Mm. or getting a horse, you know, off the side of the road in D.C., which, again, it's not really what... They're it. really
1: big on horses. We don't know why.
0: Yeah. They were really big on like horse horse travel because mm-hmm. they didn't understand that D.C. was actually a metropolitan area.
2: mm mm-hmm.
0: um, So, it was one of those two ways. And if you were coming in from D.C., mm. you were screened like crazy. They would take you. They would strip you completely down. They would do multiple cavity searches to make sure you didn't bring in anything weird. Yep. Because... None of that D.C. shit. Yeah. None of that D.C. stuff. None of the none of that dc clothing none of that dc you know air
1: in fact even when you did get checked they wouldn't let, and you were from dc they wouldn't let you put on your actual clothing it
0: mm-hmm. would understood.
1: they would give you a tsa um like jumpsuit uh-huh and that was what you had to wear they had to burn your clothes because obviously right. it's like dc clothes are kind of demonic mm-hmm. so we don't want that shit going on there it's kind of like
0: a monster's monster's ink scenario when when like that one guy comes back from the uh, from the bedroom and he's got the sock on his hazmat suit, yeah, and they basically have to just burn the suit because mm-hmm. it's contaminated. It's yep. completely contaminated.
1: Contaminated.
0: Yeah. So so for years the TSA operated in that way where mm-hmm. you know coming in or out it was a nightmare for mm. anybody trying to travel there until one day um, Tammy Stevens Anderson decided to uh, to resign from her post as head of the TSA, um, and then a new uh, a new President, a new leader of the TSA came aboard. His name was um, Thomas Sufjan uh, uh, Allen. He was uh, he, yeah. The, you'll notice the theme with anybody that leads a TSA is that their initials have to be TSA. It's
1: a requirement. It is
0: a requirement for the job yep. of, of head of the TSA. So Thomas Sufjan Allen um, took over the uh, took over the post, and one of his first uh, one of his first actions was to immediately begin an investigation into the into the mystical and mythical town known as Washington DC. Actually, I should say um, I should say province or district, I guess. How however we we categorize it. It's technically a state? No. I don't know. That's 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 for a geography major. I to I was going to
1: ask Google, but I don't even know how to word it. So yeah. fuck it. I don't even...
0: <laughs> if you if you if you majored in geography in college, which I don't know why you would Leave, leave, a, leave a comment.
1: Holy shit, putting them on blast. No, I'm asking. I don't know why you major in geography in college. Well, I'm just... A- Jesus. Hey, I think more of you than that. You're great. Good for you for getting that degree. I'm sure it was a lot of hard work. You're wonderful. Don't listen to him.
0: Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry to any geography majors. Uh, As you should. I am sorry. Um, where was I?
1: I don't know, offending people who go to college, Evan. <laughs> That's where you Gosh, are. Gosh.
0: Okay. Oh, I remember now. So, so he enlisted he enlisted the help of his his best TSA agents to go out into the field um and investigate. Mm. Investigate Washington D.C. Uh-huh. Figure out what's going on there, what they what they got going on there.
2: Mm. I mean,
0: people only know so much from television and radio at that time. Yeah. I remember this was the 1960s. They had they they were Blissfully unaware of what was going on in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. So, so he sent his crap team of TSA agents to D.C. to investigate. And basically, all they had to do was just, unfortunately, he made them all wear hazmat suits because, still, that was, as part of the previous administration, that was a written rule that if you traveled into D.C., you had to, you know, you had to wear like a hazmat suit if you were part of that organization. Mm-hmm. So, they all traveled in their hazmat suits and, and their, uh, and, they're, and they they carried flamethrowers, too, for cool. some reason. Because if they came into contact with anything that could possibly kill them, mm. they wanted to be able to kill it so it wouldn't come back.
1: Oh, yeah. And, of course, everything is afraid of fire. So um, the crack team goes into uh, D.C. And, like, the locals are scared. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, they just see these people roll up. Um, on a horse and buggy, which you know hasn't been a thing for years,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and they're in hazmat suits with like actual flamethrowers, mm-hmm. and and they're kind of like standoffish too. Like a couple people approach them and it's like, "Hey, what are you doing? Like, is everything okay in this area? Why are you dressed like that?" And they'd be like, "Back off, demon!" And they like point the uh, flamethrower flame at them, and and people were like, oh, "Okay, well, uh, that's illegal," and they yeah. go, "No, it's not. We're the TSA. We make things illegal," and walk away. <laughs> And so like the locals were like not big fans of these guys. Mm-hmm. They were just kind of doing what they wanted and overstayed their welcome. They were there for like a month. Mm-hmm. And it was like, "Okay, um what's what's going on here?"
2: Yeah.
1: Um and to that team's dismay, a lot of DC was just normal. Yeah. Wasn't different than any other city in America, you know. It yeah. was just a place um you know they they saw the white house mm-hmm. and uh even like the team the uh, security team at the white house was like what the fuck is going mm-hmm. on over here
0: yeah yeah pennsylvania avenue was uh was very confused as to what the hell was going on yep. in dc at that time they of course at that point the tsa wasn't under technically it, got, it was it was sort of a government organization but it wasn't like you know fully it <laughs> sort of sort of it wasn't you know fully People weren't watching it with a very close eye at that point. You know, it was a new organization. It was they were just trying to figure everything out, so they weren't really focused. So at that point, the president had to step in at one point and say, "What, what the hell are we doing here? Why why are we just letting these guys in hazmat suits and flamethrowers run around DC terrorizing people for no for no reason whatsoever? How did they not? How did they not understand that this is an actual place that people travel to or people live?"
1: Right, so the the president decided that the only way that he could solve this was just by inviting these weirdos to dinner one night mm-hmm. and showing them DC in a sense. Mm-hmm. So they all show up in their hazmat suits, and uh, the president, and the first lady, they welcome them in. I don't even know who'd be president at this time. I'm too tired to figure that out. In We're my just brain. gonna say president. First what lady. what year is this?
0: And this? It's the '60s, so it could be a number of people. So uh, we'll just we'll just say president yeah. and first lady. Fuck that, because we don't want to we don't want to get chastised by for saying the wrong president at the wrong time. So,
1: um, so
0: yeah, the president and the first lady invited these guys out to dinner, um, in the hazmat suits and all. But uh, when they arrived at the local restaurant in DC, the restaurant had a strict dress code, and hazmat suits were not in the dress code. Mm-hmm. So. These uh, these four these four men unfortunately had to uh, had to get out of their hazmat suits mm. and enjoy dinner in uh, in white t shirts and their underwear in a very fancy Washington D C restaurant because they didn't pack any other clothes they figured they were gonna stay in hazmat suits the entire time
1: it was really interesting too because I was I was shocked to hear that. Um, that restaurant even let them still eat there mm-hmm. in their underwear. But, right, you know, yeah. the president was there. Who are they going to defy? Exactly,
0: yeah. but um, So they were having dinner. Everything was fine. But towards the end of the meal, the president made it a point um, to explain to these gentlemen the importance of what Washington, D.C. does for the country and, you know, how much actually goes on here. You know, Congress is here. The White House is here. You know, all of these amazing tourist attractions, you know, the National Mall and all these things are here but the one thing he wanted to impart on them was the importance of geography and at the end of the end of the meal he gave each each one of the men sitting at that table an atlas so that
1: an atlas they
0: get, he gave each one of them an atlas mm-hmm. so they and he told them by order by executive order of the president of the United States i command each each one of you to read this atlas in the next 24 hours and you will be tested multiple times to ensure that you now know that the District of Columbia is a part of the United States and will always and always will be.
1: And I mean, who were they to defy the President of the United States?
0: It would have been treason if they did.
1: Absolutely. So they all did study and read, and a lot of them still weren't convinced, but you know, okay, whatever, we'll, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they read it in the next 24 hours, then they went for their test. Um, only like three passed. There was one that. That refused to believe it, and, and since he refused to take the test, he he went to jail for treason, treason yep, yep. and we, we haven't seen him, Yeah. Um, you know, ever since, still probably, you know.
0: 1967, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he's been in jail for that whole time. Yep.
1: So, so, with that, the others were, like, too scared to do anything. Like, they were still unconvinced about D.C., but, you know, they also wanted to see their families. Mm-hmm. So, they just took the test and passed, and... And, and the next conversation that they had with the president was, um, of course, putting in an airport. Mm-hmm. With the president being so important, it was annoying for him to, um, you know, drive all the way to New York or, or you know, other cities to get into an airplane. It was too much work. It was a lot of hassle. It was dangerous. Mm-hmm. They needed their own airport. And especially the president needed his own, you know, runway. Yeah,
0: he need he needed his own way to get around from whenever he needed to get out of DC. Mm-hmm. So that was when Air Force 1 was invented as well. Yes. At the same time that the TSA learned that Washington DC was a part of the United States, Air Force 1 was created for the president.
1: Yes. So with this they the TSA group, the three that are left, they go back, they explain everything to S- Thomas
0: Sofian Allen.
1: Okay, Thomas Sof- Sofian Allen. Yep. And, and they tell Thomas Sofian Sof- Allen, I don't mm-hmm. know how to say his yep. name, um, we're still not very convinced over this. And he goes, neither am I. Just give them an airport, and we're still going to put it in our rules that D.C. is not part of the U.S. So that's what they did. And in 2017, 2018... That debate is still being had.
0: Still raging on in the halls of Dulles Airport. (laughs) Well that was uh, that was an interesting Interesting. story. (laughs) Kinda went went weird places.
2: Yep. Um, You
0: can tell we're a little rusty.
1: You could tell one of us is not awake. (laughs) Yeah,
0: well (sighs) it's that's what it is. That's what happens when when it's the end of twenty seventeen and the beginning of a new year. You wanna start fresh. But you're ending Ending tiredly Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm Hell yeah Out like a lamb And like a lion
1: Out like a lamb Just go back to bed
0: (laughs) Well I think Now's a good time To take a break I need caffeine You need caffeine So Lynn's gonna go Get some caffeine Uh, We'll be back After the break With another story uh, Right here on Read Between See you in a few Hey guys, Evan here. I uh, just wanted to take a few minutes here to uh, remind you about our social media outlets and to give you a little update on uh, where we see the show going in 2018. Uh, so for those of you that may have not uh, checked this out before, uh, we're on plenty of social media outlets and we're, uh, we're trying to build our social media presence with the show. So uh, you can follow us on Twitter using the handle at ReadBetweenCast. Uh, that's usually the platform we're most active on right now. Um, and we'll be continuing to be active on that uh, platform in the future. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. If you go to www.facebook.com/readbetweencast, you'll be able to find our page there. Uh, drop us a like. You know, stay followed there for more information. Well, we're going to try to use that page a little more often to uh, to do some polls and you know uh, have some more uh, more content there in the future for upcoming episodes. Um, also, we have a Gmail account, uh, which is readbetweencast at gmail.com. Feel free to use that Gmail account to uh, to send us, you know, send us feedback, send us any questions, any comments you have. Um, and also, if you have any ideas for stories that you want to hear uh, on the show, and you know, basic, you know, premises, story titles, things like that, send them to the Gmail account, and we'll definitely uh, we'll keep them. We'll keep them in mind for future episodes, and if your story gets used, uh, we'll be sure to use your name uh, as a character in the story, or we'll be sure to work in uh, something relating to you uh, when we use your suggestion on the show. Um, one of the cool things that I'm looking forward to this year for 2018 is uh, I want to bring in some of my uh, comedian friends uh, from the Lehigh Valley area here in Pennsylvania to be uh, to be guest storytellers with us here on the show. Um, so... So stay tuned to our social media in the next few weeks. Uh, I'm going to try to get in touch with some friends and see if, they're, see if they'd be interested in sitting in on the podcast uh, over the next few weeks and getting some fresh faces, some fresh voices on the show here to kind of give, uh, give us some new takes on some interesting story ideas that we may hear. So uh, so stay tuned for that. Stay tuned to the social media outlets for that. Um, and uh, keep listening towards the end of the show where we'll, uh, Lynn and I will go over our, uh, our personal social media accounts and we'll go through all that stuff then. Uh, we'll be back on a weekly release schedule now starting, uh, starting on this Monday, uh, January 1st, and we'll be releasing every Monday at 9 a.m., so uh, so stay tuned to, uh, to SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, and YouTube for the show. Uh, if you're looking on YouTube, just search uh, Read Between Podcast, and also same thing on SoundCloud, just search Read Between Podcast, and you can find us there. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to subscribe, uh, leave a review, leave a rating, let us know how we're doing. Uh, that stuff really helps us and helps the show get, uh, get some notoriety. So, so, uh, if you have any other questions, you know, leave us, leave it on the Twitter, the Facebook, the Gmail, we'll be sure to answer any questions. And without further ado, let's get back to the show and let's tell another story. All right. And we are back, back from break. Yeah. First break of 2018. So, so Lynn, what is your, what is your new year's resolution for 2018?
1: Oh my God. (laughs) Well, my biggest New Year's resolution is to write more. Okay. For those who don't know, I write about video games. Um,
0: <laughs> like every other person on the internet? Like every
1: other person on the internet, exactly. Um, but I want to write more. I want to get back into that and get my mind jogging again. Nice. Um, and then my other – my and this is a big resolution, man. Like, this, this is me setting the bar. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and go to all my doctors and be like – how am I doing? <laughs> How's this? Yeah. Um, it started with the dentist.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I owe the dentist now a lot of money mm-hmm. because my teeth are not doing well. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm making progress. You're making moves. Um, and that's my New Year's yeah. uh, resolution. What's yours? Don't use mine. <laughs> no.
0: um, I think one of my biggest ones is, of course, the one that everybody has, which is lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, I, had a good, I had a good year in 2017 in the beginning half where I lost like 30 pounds. Mm. I lost like 35 pounds in like three months. Mm. And that was really good. But then I feel like I haven't stepped on the scale in a while. And I feel like I gained yeah. a lot of it back. Mm-hmm. So I need to get back in gear and get my ass back in, back in shape again. Yeah. Um,
1: well, it was funny because I lost a couple pounds too earlier mm-hmm. this year. And people were like, oh, my God, you look so great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people have been lying to me as of late because I'm still getting the, oh, my God, you look so great. That's awesome. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's been like a year. I have not looked good yeah. in like a year. Yeah.
0: So that's that's my big one. Um, and also, um, also, I think just continuing to do comedy and continuing to, you know, broaden my horizons with that. Mm. Um, maybe, like, maybe do some, as dumb as it sounds, I want to do some comedy writing this year. I want to, like, mm. work on that. Um, cause I'm not much of a writer, but I want to kind of move into that space a little bit and, yeah. and, uh, and kind of test my metal and see with that and mm. do some sketch comedy as well. I kind of did some, a little bit of that last year, but kind of start moving into that a little more. Okay. That would be cool. So that, those are kind of my two big resolutions for
1: 2018. Those are good res- resolutions. Yeah. They're not mine. So,
0: <laughs> so yeah, but, uh, yeah, but yeah. So, uh, so I guess to continue the trend of 2018, this is our first, uh, second half of read between in 2018. Where, uh,
1: well, that rhymed. Read between 2018. 2018.
0: Hey, that's gonna be a good year for this podcast.
1: All right, watch, it's not gonna be a good year for this podcast, it's <laughs> gonna be like the worst year. Oh,
0: come on, we're, we're it's the first episode of the new year. It's uh, we're starting off on a good foot.
1: Uh, look, I'm just saying,
0: we're, it's the first episode back from hiatus. Being so. a little
1: pessimistic, and hey, I think we need that.
0: No, just we're small, just It's <laughs> good. it can only go up from here. We
1: are small children. <laughs>
0: So, on the second half of these read-between episodes, um, I like to go to a website called fantasynamegenerators.com, and I use their book title generator to generate random names of stories, uh, and we'll pick a few, and we'll decide which one of these is the best, mm. and that we'll tell the story of. So, uh, so Lynn, if you want to give me a genre to, uh, to spin on.
1: I'm so sorry. Could you give me the list of genres again? Sure.
0: It is adventure, children, drama, fantasy, horror, humor, mystery, Nonfiction, romance, or sci-fi? Fantasy. Fantasy. All right. One, two, three. What's the story?
1: Okay, Blue's Clues. (laughs)
0: Um, Okay. This one is mermaids and mermen. (laughs) Mermaids and mermen. All right. That's the first one. What's the next genre?
1: Let's do mystery.
0: Mystery. All right. One, two, three. What's the start? Okay. We're
1: going to get fucking sued because you can't come up with a new jingle that is not Blue's Clues. (laughs) This is not the year for Read
0: Between. Come at me, Nickelodeon. No, do not. (laughs) Viacom, you don't know my number. They they can find out. (laughs) Okay. Um, All right. Um, Here we go. Baker of the Sun.
1: Oh, that's a big task. That's
0: an interesting one. It's an interesting one. Mm. All right, and the last category. Sci-fi. Sci-fi. All right. One, two, three. What do we see? Shut up. He <laughs> uh, wants us
1: to be the year for the podcast. Here he is, fucking <laughs> dropping a jingle that has been taken
0: for like twenty years. <laughs> uh. Okay. Here we go. Pilots and robots.
1: We got we got two of the ands. We got yes. the mermaids and mermen,
0: uh-huh. pilots and robots, and Baker of the Sun.
1: Okay, I really like the Baker of the Sun. Baker of the Sun. That is so
0: interesting. Okay, all so, right. So the first the first randomly generated story of twenty eighteen is Baker of the Sun. Okay, so so this story starts out in uh, in the mythical village of Solaria.
1: Solaria.
0: Solaria, yes. Okay. Uh, Solaria is a uh, is a very remote village. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a lot of people. Uh, very primitive uh, village, actually. Um, you know, basic. You know, huts that that its inhabitants were able to build out of you know basic materials: mm-hmm. stone, rock, grass.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: very simple things. Um, these these denizens of Solaria are not very they're not very technologically adept. They're mm-hmm. pretty. They're pretty primitive, as we mentioned. Yeah. Um, but the one thing they do actually enjoy is cooking.
1: Cooking and baking. Yes. Yes. Um, it's very common for, uh, you know, new restaurants to pop up, uh, family restaurants. It's, it's very common, you know, for children to be cooking and baking at a young age and working in their parents' shops. Mm -hmm. Um... So, with that said, um, there were a lot of awesome creations. You know, uh, uh, chefs who were able to create, you know, your favorite meal and then replicate it many, many years later. Mm -hmm. You know, you could go to them and say, oh, I remember I had a meal at my grandmom's house. I don't remember what it it was, but it was like this chicken thing. And they could recreate it just with a few um, short descriptions of what it was. Mm Um, Bakers could create anything They could You know Sculpt anything Make whatever you needed In any flavor you wanted Mm -hmm. And um, It was just very inventive that way And there was one person in particular Ray Who stood out from the rest Ray had big ideas Mm -hmm. And He wanted um, To try something a little crazy Mm -hmm. Because the thing about Solaria Is that Uh not a lot of light existed there.
0: Yeah, it was it was situated in um, in this valley, surrounded by surrounded by large mountains. So of course the mountains were so large that the sun would block out pretty much all of the light that was coming that would come in around the valley. Mm-hmm. So Solaria, for ironically enough, with its sun with its sunny disposition of a name, mm-hmm. um, it did not get much sun. It was a very dark town. It did not. So yeah, Ray, ha- Ray had a vision for what, he, for what he wanted to do, for how he wanted to leave his legacy in Solaria, and it involved lots of flour, lots of dough, and, uh, and a little bit of luck. Mm-hmm. A little bit of luck in this, uh, within the valley.
1: Yeah. So um, he, he didn't tell anybody what he was doing, mm-hmm. but one day he closed up shop. He put a sign out. At the door, and uh, it said, um, opening TBD. He didn't tell anyone when he was opening back up. He didn't tell anyone where he was going, what he was doing. He just started to sculpt and bake and do what he knew. And it um, included just making the biggest cake Mm -hmm. he has ever made with a recipe that he has never shared with anybody. Mm -hmm. And he made a um, vanilla bourbon flavored spherical cake hmm. and he covered it and in, in bourbon and with that he f- now needed to uh find a way up in the stars
0: so so with that he packed up he packed up his cake he made sure it was packed up nice and tight and neatly threw it on his back and began that began the ascent up the valley and into the mountaintops.
1: Mm-hmm. Everyone knew that the mountaintops, there was a, an old folk legend that uh, the mountaintops were so high that they would pierce the atmosphere and all you had to do was jump a little bit
0: mm-hmm. and you'd be floating in space. Yeah, the uh, previous settlers of Solaria, uh, those who had tried to expand the valley into the into the mountaintops and to, to try to give the people more uh, more places to live and to see as they were exploring these, you know, these mountains to see if there was any way to inhabit them, most of them never came back. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Most of these, you know, most of these intrepid explorers, you know, would go up and would not be seen for weeks and months until, until you hear the stories of the next batch of explorers finding them Mm -hmm. on their travels. Um, So it was, it was not, it was not a good situation for Ray to put himself in, but he knew for himself and for the for the rest of Solaria, he needed to do this. Mm-hmm. This needed to be the way to go.
1: Because after all, Solaria's winters were just too brutal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, the inhabitants of Solaria, uh, they were just a few now.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: the weather and the climate was so harsh that it was it was hard to
0: survive. Yeah, the older generations were dying off at a much faster rate mm-hmm. because they couldn't survive. The pneumonia was, pre- was yeah. very, very prevalent. And
1: it didn't do well for the little ones either. No. So they they really needed to fix this And and so Ray was He was set He knew what he needed to do Mm -hmm. And um, he climbed those mountains For weeks
0: Weeks, yeah It was was a trudge At first, you know With the energy that he had From his initial climb He he made it up About a third of the way up the mountain In Mm -hmm. a week Which was record time For anybody that was going exploring And People that were in the valley could see could see his ascent um, as he started to make his way up, and he was he was getting lots of love and support from the people of Solaria, but his energy started to fade, and with that, his will to continue started to fade after a while. And I mean, by the third or fourth week, he was he was gasping for breath. He was completely spent.
1: Yeah, I mean, after all, he was carrying the biggest cake people people from. Solaria could see the cake in the mountains. Mm-hmm. It
0: was so big. I mean, it was this cake had to be at least five feet in, five feet in diameter, at least.
1: Oh, much more than yeah. that. Much more than five feet. Mm-hmm. I would even say a couple hundred feet in diameter. He yeah. really worked on this, and, and he didn't ask for any help. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there was just one day while Ray was climbing up, he was so close to the top, so close to the top of the mountain and he just fell over gasping for, for breath and he was he was losing fate and from up there he looked down to the town of Solaria and realized that it was so dark he couldn't see it and with that he took in a big gasp of air and started running back up the mountain until he was at the very very top he gathered as much kick as he could and lifted it in the air and leaped and he started floating
0: and, and when he started floating a large beam of light enveloped him it, it, compl- it warmed him to the point where he, it warmed him to a level that he had never felt before he lived in Solaria all his life he never felt warmth of that level the most, the warmest it got was just above freezing in mm-hmm. Solaria he had felt an immeasurable warmth for the first time in his life. And he, it was indescribable. He couldn't find the words to express how he felt about it. Mm -hmm. And, and he, as he was floating, a voice could be heard, um, a disembodied voice telling Ray, you have completed your journey. Your task is done. The people will now be saved. And with this, the mountains around him begin to crumble. They begin to fall. And as as these mountains fall, light begins to shine in on the valley, the Valley of Solaria, for the first time in centuries.
1: Mm-hmm. But the light wasn't coming from any nearby sun. In fact, the sun was that cake, that giant, giant cake. And Ray got so warm that when he reached out to touch his cake, it set ablaze. And he gave it a great push, until it shot into the space, and found its own spot to orbit.
0: Yes, and it, and up uh, and to this day, it still orbits just above the Valley of Solaria, mm-hmm. providing warmth and comfort and sunlight and hope and hope to all of its inhabitants.
1: Yeah, but what about Ray? Ray was still floating in space.
0: Ray, Ray was still floating, but Ray, for his efforts, Ray was Ray was rewarded um, with the with the now uh, with the now famous powers of a sun god. I mean, it's it's very fitting with a name like Ray
2: mm-hmm. that
0: you uh, that you become a sun god. But uh, but yeah, he became he became the sun god to watch over Solaria. And to be its protector, be its keeper,
1: to make sure it always had sunlight and warmth. Yes. The end. The end. That was a really short story. That was
0: a short story, <laughs> but but I but I like it because it had a had a beginning, a middle, and an
1: end. Because it was a story. It
0: was a story. It was a story.
1: Well, I think I think we're all storyed out for today, I and, think, and yeah, the fireworks are starting to go off, so I think we don't really have time to tell another story. Yeah,
0: I think we're. Uh, think we're out of time today unless yeah. you unless you want to listen to 15 minutes of, just, of m80s going off in the background oh boy
1: um well how about we shamelessly plug ourselves sure
0: let's do that the first first shameless plugs of 2018
1: hell yeah you want right. to go first
0: sure uh so if you want to follow me evan on twitter my twitter handle is e underscore williamson 93 um basically all i've been tweeting about lately is black mirror because we started watching that and i am freaking out over how good it is so follow me there to find out my thoughts on Black Mirror uh, and to also hear me tweet to my friends about how good Black Mirror is and also any other random crap I might tweet about.
1: That should be your resolution for for the new year. To watch
0: all of Black Mirror?
1: No, to tweet more.
0: To tweet more. That, okay, we'll add that as a third one. That's a third tweet. That's a third resolution. Um,
1: Work on your social media yes, coverage.
0: Yes. Um, also, if you're ever in the Lehigh Valley area of Pennsylvania – uh, I perform with an improv comedy team called Family Laundry at the Improv Comedy Power Hour every second and fourth Saturdays. Um, you can check out, uh, out steelstacks.org slash comedy for more information. Uh, also, in January, I've got a couple special shows, uh, one of which being The Best of Fake News, which is an improv comedy show based all around conspiracy theory websites, uh, which that show will be taking place Thursday, January 11th at Steelstacks in Bethlehem, PA at 8 p.m. Uh, also at the end of january january 26th and t- january 26th and 27th will be the third or fourth annual uh, I'm losing track uh, probably the, I think it's the fourth I think it's the
1: fourth annual fourth
0: annual uh, Steel Stacks Improv Comedy Festival it's two days f- over 40 hours or so of uh, improv comedy uh, from all over the country uh, and I'll be performing in four sets over the two days so uh, for more information on that go to steelstacks.org slash improv and you'll get to find out a whole bunch more information about the uh, about the festival there
1: yeah and if I remember correctly I probably should know this because we've gone to like Two of the three mm-hmm. uh, This will Yeah this will be Our third going to it mm-hmm. But the tickets Aren't really expensive No
0: you can get A weekend pass For I think like 40 bucks Yeah But it gets you All it the shows It gets everything um, this, The festival this year Will be headlined By uh, New York Improv Teams North Coast And The Law Firm mm-hmm. uh, Both really really Awesome teams Out of New York City mm-hmm. So uh, if you're in the area Come check it out uh, It's a lot of fun
1: Yes
0: Alright enough of my plugging Your turn
1: My turn um, You can find me On Twitter At Anlyn A-Y-N-N-E L-N-N Um, I, anything I do on the internet, I post there normally. Um, I also stream on Twitch. Wow. I am just like everybody else on the internet. (laughs)
0: You really are. Um,
1: twitch.tv slash Anlin, A-Y-N-N-E-L-N-N. Um, I stream on uh, Mondays and Fridays and sometimes the weekend. Um, and that's pretty much, that's it for me. And that's like the two things.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so I know we mentioned this during the break, but, uh, but if you want to check us out on social media, you can follow the show on Twitter, uh, at Read Between Cast, You can find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash ReadBetweenCast. Uh, you can find the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. Just search Read Between Podcast, you'll find us there. Uh, we did realize recently that we don't have much of a presence for your Android people other than SoundCloud. So uh, we're going to work to be getting our show on Google Play Music uh, and maybe even Stitcher in the near future.
1: Whatever we can, yeah I don't know, I don't know like how you do it on Google Play. But. Yeah,
0: we'll have to look up the submission guidelines for that, but uh, but we'll keep you posted. We'll yeah. keep We'll let you know when uh, when we get on some more services. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, if you have any comments, suggestions, any ideas for stories, uh, feel free to send us to send them to our Gmail account, which is readbetweencast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And like we said in the break, if you submit a story idea or something like that, we will uh, we'll credit you by using your name in the story. Somehow. Yeah,
1: we'll make you a, a character yeah. or something.
0: Yeah, a little incentive to to get you to send stuff in. Do our shit. <laughs> Do our jobs for us. Do our
1: jobs for please, us, please,
0: please. Record this podcast and put it up on the put it up on the internet. No, for us. don't. No. Nah. Because this
1: was our idea. God damn it.
0: Yeah, yeah. We we kind this of, was like months in the making. Yeah, we kind of put <laughs> a lot of time and effort into this, so we should probably continue doing it. So. But help us come up with shit. Yeah, yeah. We always like to hear from you guys.
1: Yeah. yeah, let us know how we're doing. Yeah,
0: we know we have a, we know we have a small following at this point. But uh, but tell your friends about the show. Let them know that let them know we got going on here. It's a fun thing. We'd like to we'd like to grow in 2018. See where we can go with this show. So uh, yeah. So make sure you spread the word. Read between 2018. Read between 2018.
1: I'm gonna cover his mouth <laughs> now for you guys. <laughs> Have a happy new year, and we will talk to you guys next week.
0: Yes, see you guys next week. Enjoy the first week of 2018.
1: See ya. Bye.